Hi, welcome to episode 18 of The Teacher's Promise, part two of our first performing arts discussion. I'm your host, Brett Hansen, and I'm happy to help celebrate, inspire, and nurture educators around the world by sharing the amazing stories of extraordinary people. Just a quick reminder about our guests. Sarah Ritchie, Bonnie White, and Naomi Files are the heart and soul of Southern Door High School's performing arts program focusing on the musical. In part one, we discussed the importance of compassion in the performing arts, safe spaces, kindness, and community, and why we need the performing arts and performing arts teachers like these three in all schools. If you didn't hear it yet, give it a listen. This week, we'll lighten things up a bit and listen to some of their funny stories, tips for the rest of us, and why they're grateful to work with other excellent, caring teachers. So let's jump right back into the conversation. Um, Every show, I, I try to... Uh, see if I can pull out of a guest or this time, hopefully two or three, a funny story that we can share uh, for the educators. Cause we know that sometimes, you know, the day is a bit rough and sometimes it's not so funny, but often it's hilarious. Um, I think Bonnie, you said that you might have one or two. Uh, would you start us off? And then Sarah and Naomi, if you have a funny story you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them. People love funny stories in the classroom. <laughs> I've been thinking of this story. I'm just giggling because this this young man, this was years ago. He has children of his own now. But when I talk to the students at Southern Door about breathing and not talking, this young man, he was a football player. And I'm like, how can you talk and breathe at the same time? That's impossible. He's, he proceeded to breathe and talk. No, no, Mrs. White. It was really funny. And I, I haven't forgotten it. So I have to be careful what I say in the classroom because they'll 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 push the limit. They'll prove me wrong. Oh yeah. But anyway, that's one of them. I can I can imagine somebody. I can imagine me doing that when I was in high school. Just to prove Miss White wrong. You were that guy. He, 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 he had, I mean, he was kind of like a big, he's a big teddy bear of a kid. I mean, but he was a football player, so he's a big kid. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about that. That and the 4K students at Southern Door. Um, <laughs> and I giggle because I have to giggle at myself because I had a puppet out. It was a crow puppet. And um, I had it on one hand and I was trying to navigate a notebook on the, with my other hand. And they're watching the puppet. And all of a sudden their eyes got really big and and they started giggling. Well, I had proceeded to grab my notebook with the crow puppet and the little kid said, Mrs. White, he's eating your notebook. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, from the mouths of children. Yeah, Yeah, from the mouths of babes comes some good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Sarah? Naomi, if you don't have one, it's okay. There's no pressure here on this show. You know, I don't actually have one from from teaching. I'm, I've got a whole fun lifetime ahead of me to come up with new fun stories. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, but I do remember this. I do remember this one time. Uh, I was in high school, and we were we were rehearsing in band, and we were in the middle of this really beautiful piece. I can't remember the name of it now. Anyways, we had just reached what was supposed to be the pinnacle of this piece. And there was this outrageously loud crash. And so everybody looks around in the middle of the song, you know, we assumed a percussionist had dropped a piece of equipment as percussionists 
frequently yes. do. No, never. Yeah. Never. Somebody else always <laughs> knocks it over for them. <laughs> right. Anyhow, so we heard this loud crash. And so everyone turns back to the percussion and they all have these these blank faces, you know, because they were as shocked as we were. They, they didn't know where the sound had come from. And then we proceeded to hear all these little tinkling sounds of things continuing to fall, which is where we figured out where the sound came from. Anyhow, we must have hit the, the perfect frequency in one of our rehearsals where our trophy case, uh, the glass had shattered. We oh had hit God. the perfect frequency that the entire shelf shattered. Um, and wow. so there, there had been a bottom shelf that broke. And as we proceeded to identify where the sound mm-hmm. was coming from, the entire trophy case fell <laughs> and hit the ground, oh which God. I don't know that you could call it a funny story as much as one that <laughs> I still can't believe that it happened. Oh, and now it's. I mean, that I don't think I'll ever forget well, that it's moment. It's definitely of entertaining. Panic from the band at large. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. Those big French ladies who break those little wine glasses have got nothing on you and your band. <laughs> I know. Try right. this, lady. Bring a whole case down. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then we tried to, you know, you try to emulate it again in every rehearsal. We're like, okay, let's play the song exactly the same way. And maybe this time we can break the window. I mean, we need goals <laughs> for ourselves. Yeah. Well, I hope you didn't. It's important to have goals in life. (laughs) We were unsuccessful. Well, uh, once again, no forced funny stories. Sarah, in the future, 10, 15 years, whatever, if you have a whole host of them, you can come back on the show if I'm uh, still running it. I'll keep a notebook. share your funny stories then. Um, So did you have one you wanted to share, Naomi? Yeah, I I was trying to think. I feel like I laugh every day, sometimes at my own stupidity. And oftentimes those things that are happening in rehearsal, you just kind of have to be there. Um, But the one that I can think of that um, was just the most ridiculous thing, and I couldn't believe it happened, and then it happened again this year. Um, We were rehearsing pep band music, so the music that we play at basketball games. And normally I have this... um, laminated set of all of the titles that I hold up what chart the the kids are going to play next um, so that I don't have to yell it every time. Um, really, I do that to save my voice. Um, but uh, there was one day that I wasn't using that. We were just rehearsing. So I was just using my big kid voice, my band director voice um, in the room. And I, call, I, I yelled out. I don't remember which one I yelled out, but I think I, I said hand clap on one of the charts uh, that we have in our book. And I count it off, and suddenly I've got half of the band playing hand clap and half of the pan- band playing paint it black because apparently I mumbled. And it was just the most ridiculously awful sound on the planet. Um, very Charles Ives for any music directors um, listening. But, uh, yeah, it was it was not good. And then and we cut off, and, of course, everybody's just busting a gut laughing because it's the most ridiculous thing. And um, well, we're, we're not laughing at first. At first I'm going, what, what was that? That was painted black. I said hand clap. What? So, you know, everybody kind of figuring out what was going on. Um, but at least it was in rehearsal. It happened at a freaking football game this year, two different charts. Um, I don't remember which two charts, but yeah, middle of a football game, I called out a chart and get four measures into it. Like, what are you doing? We're playing this. No, we're playing this. Oh my God. (laughs) 
you should maybe do a little you should do like a, a recording a set the set of recordings just for band players for band <laughs> members yep 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 well that made it into the yearbook that year the hand clap painted black comment yeah um all right so now advice for other teachers um and bonnie since you've got the most experience we should probably start with you what advice would you like to give, not not to, to to band teachers or choir teachers or anything, just to teachers in general, especially if you want to say something about maybe what other teachers should know um, that would help them considering you know teaching from the perspective of a performing arts teacher? I think it's important to take care of yourself because you can't give what you don't have. And teaching takes a lot of energy, so it's important that we take care of ourselves. You need to seek out the moments of joy and be sure to laugh. Um, teaching is tough, but you got to find that those places and um, where you're happy and being joyful. Music with music, it doesn't take maybe quite as much to find those times. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, it's good advice too. Find the joy. Naomi? Um, yeah, I guess my advice would be just never forget why you're doing it. Um, I've, I've had tough times, tough months, tough years um, where I, I just, for whatever reason, I've lost focus. Um, you know, I start thinking about the final product more than I think about um, why I got into this in the first place. Um, and why I got into this in the first place is exactly what I said um, at the beginning of the episode, is being able to share my compassion or my, my <laughs> being able to share my passion for music um, with the next generation and teach them to be better musicians and to be better humans, um, to be kind to each other. Um, and when I lose sight of that is where it all goes wrong for me. Um, so yeah, never forget why you do what you do. Yeah. Put it on a big poster in your office if you need to. Yeah. It's, it's great advice. One thing I, I love to talk about whenever I get a chance is, you know, one thing we, we there are a lot of difficulties about being a teacher and problems and pay and respect and all that kind of stuff. But one of the best parts about it is every day, I know for sure that a bunch of kids are going to come in my room and give me the opportunity to be a better person and to do something kind and to help them and to try to encourage them and, and all that. And if they don't want to come, police officers will go get them and drag them to my room. <laughs> they don't have a ride. A big yellow bus will show up and drive them to the school. And it really is a wonderful thing to remember that the passion for why we're there and the fact that, mm -hmm. that they just keep coming back and <laughs> if they don't yeah. want to, they don't have a choice. So it's yeah. great. But one, one thing that I love about your classroom is that wall of photos you've got of your mm -hmm. former students. Yes. Just being able to see that. I, feel, I just, the ability to see that every day and say that those are the people that I have impacted. Those are the people that I've had a chance to work with. I just, I love that about your yeah. classroom. Yeah, I like that too. Thanks. Awesome. Agreed. Your turn, Sarah. All right. Well, I will instill whatever wisdom I can with my extensive experience. <laughs> um, 
but but what I will say is this: I, I'm at a point in my career where I have a lot of I have a lot of days ahead of me. I have a lot of years ahead of me. I hope, and I think it's easy to get lost in that, right? Where oh well, I'll do this better next year, or maybe I'll change things. You know, when I when I get this degree or when I've got this level of knowledge. But living in the present is so important and just taking advantage of every minute that you have. I I had a call about a year ago when I was first starting at Southern Door and I remember talking to my family and saying, oh my gosh, I don't know why I went into this profession. I don't know how I'm going to make it through it. I don't feel like I'm doing a a good enough job. And am I sure that this is something that I want to do? And I think a lot of uh, early educators probably ask similar questions to themselves when we realize just what madness we got ourselves into. Uh, But anyways, in this conversation, the person that I was talking to reminded me, they're like, Sarah, you have 365 days in a year, 180 of those you have with kids. And of those days, you have roughly eight hours that you get to see them. And if you spend each of those eight hours thinking about the future and thinking about how you can be better, you miss so much of what's happening in the present. And so I try to catch myself at least once every hour, just soaking in the air around me, right? Taking a look at my students and watching them laugh and seeing them passionate about what they're learning, or at least passionate about spending time with each other. And it becomes really easy to love your job when you can see kids having a positive experience in your classroom. And one of the wonderful things about about the privilege that I have of working at Southern Doors, I've been able to dive into all of these unique experiences that I never dreamed I could do. So yes, I teach English, but I also help to coach the forensics team. I've been privileged enough to be able to help out with musical. And through those, I've been able to see so many wonderful moments. And so on those days where it feels like I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life and how am I going to teach for, you know, hopefully 30, 40 more years. How is that? How am I going to swallow that? It's so nice to be able to just jump back into the present and look at all of the wonderful things that I have right here and right now. And actually the best piece of advice that was given to me, so I can't take credit for it, but is every time something wonderful happens or every time you have one of those moments where you see people enjoying school or you see colleagues enjoying their job or every time something in your job brings you joy, just to write it down in a journal. Or if you get a letter from a student, keep it in a folder. Mm -hmm. And then on those tough days, you can pull that out and it gives you something positive to look back on and remind you and keep you in the present, right? Remind you why you do what you do and what's so wonderful about the job that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's great advice. One thing I just realized as I was listening to all three of you and all this wonderful advice, all this wisdom is people will say to me, you know, Brett, I like your podcast or I'll get an email saying, I I like listening to your podcast at this time. It's reassuring. And I just tell them, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad to do it and I'm I'm glad you enjoy it. And, but what I realize is (laughs) this is everybody else's wisdom. I'm just the guy with the computer. I mean, I'm just the one who, who, who created the podcast and create some links and connect them. So I, I was just very, very thankful um, for the, the three bits of advice you got, you, you just gave. It's wonderful. I just uh, didn't communicate that very well, but thank you for that. It was, that was nice. That was touching. That was good. 
Okay, a little bit lighter. Uh, one of the thing, the the musical that the three of you put on this year was just wonderful, and I'd really love for you to say something about the cast. But we want to protect the privacy of students, so I was I was thinking maybe you could say something wonderful or something someone did, but use their character name. So the Adams family <laughs> was the musical, and I just want to tell you I yeah. loved Fester. Oh my gosh, I thought Fester did such a good job. So I, I mean, I can add a little bit more, but. Would you like to would you take a minute and say something about any character? Let's just use their character name, though, so we protect the privacy of the students. I can take it. Uh, so my favorite character to watch evolve throughout the show was uh, our student who played Grandma. I When I first met her at the beginning of last year, she was fairly quiet, and, and she'll tell you that if you talk to her, too. Uh, but she joined musical because she wanted to be able to step out of her comfort zone. And for anyone who's seen The Addams Family, uh, Grandma is not a uh, comfort character. She's definitely not shy or reserved or even conventional by any standards. And so from the time that this whole experience started, we got to watch her step into these very absurd, funny shoes. And she really gave it her all and was a joy to watch on stage. So whether it's making you know inappropriate jokes that are by normal standards uncalled for it was entertaining to watch her just leave it all out there you know she didn't have anything to lose and i think it showed when you watched her perform she really did an excellent job bonnie what about you i don't think i can decide <laughs> i know <laughs> i mean oh i i'm just going to say the entire cast i think how they interacted with each other, how they um, portrayed their characters, and they it, it kind of morphed throughout the performances a bit, which is really cool to see. Yeah, um, it, yeah I, yeah, that I, that's what I have to say. I have to say the entire cast, the ensemble, the how, as I said, the how the main characters interacted with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie's just so nice. She doesn't <laughs> want to leave anybody out. Yeah. If I could add to that, because, well, now I feel mediocre. I agree. They're all great. Um, but one of the things that we did this year, and if if you only got to see the show once, you might not have been able to experience it to its full extent. We were able to have uh, double cast Gomez and Morticia. And at first, I, I'll be truthful, when we had the discussion, I was back and forth on it and didn't I didn't know what to expect with it. But I think having the the two couples go back and forth was one of the best things that we could have had for this show. I think being able to not just switch it up for shows, but every single rehearsal, keep our cast on their toes and making them able to adapt is part of what made our show so strong because we had a cast who was willing to be flexible and able to kind of put on different hats depending on who they were working with or what day it was or what show it was. And I don't think that value can be underscored either yeah yeah it was cool to see the different uh leads yeah what about you naomi um also having a hard time choosing but i'm i'm gonna take a trip take a trip under the stage i being the pit director um of course i love the cast um there's so much talent on our stage but under the stage as well um my so my my pit orchestra a lot of schools will not put 
students in the pit orchestra because that music is really challenging, um, incredibly difficult. They don't dumb a whole lot of stuff down from the Broadway music. Um, and putting high schoolers on that music is a stretch a lot of the time. Um, so I had 11 students play in the pit, all of whom did phenomenal, phenomenal work. Um, but I spe- specifically want to talk about my four seniors. Um, three of them, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't play in the pit as freshmen, um, not necessarily because they weren't capable as freshmen, but because there was no part for them or um, because, well, well, probably because the parts were also too hard. Uh, but then they didn't get the the chance to play as sophomores. Um, they wanted to, they desperately wanted to. Um, but that year was um, the year of uh, that which shall not be named. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard anybody refer to it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit a bit of a Harry Potter person, so um, you know our our show was very very small that year. Um, we pre-recorded it. Our pit was um, well, just three players. Um, Mrs. White being one of them. Bonnie here, um, <laughs> and so they finally got the chance to play in the pit last year as juniors, um, and absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, 100% prepared at every single rehearsal. Uh, so my horn player, my trombone player, and my oboe player playing the violin book um, because I don't we don't have violins in our school, so we put double reeds on the violin or on the string parts, which doesn't work a hundred percent of the time, but kind. Um, so that was three of my seniors, and then my fourth senior uh, was um, the lead flute player. She did get the opportunity to play in the pit from freshman year. Um, she's, she's one of the few that actually has done pit for four years and she's just an incredibly kind and caring child, um, young woman, um, works her, works her tail off and, um, does everything she can to support not only at the other students in my pit, but also the cast. I know our, one of our Gomez's came into the band room every night. Where is flute player? Of course, he uses her name, but um, <laughs> like finally second to last night, like, dude, why are you asking where she is? Well, she's done my makeup every year for four years. I need her because that's just who this kid is. And it that's just that's the established. That's the relationship that she established, not only with the students, um, the other students in the pit, but also the students in the gas. Yeah. They, if you learn to serve and help people when you're young, life's better. That's great. Mm-hmm. I just want to quickly also mention uh, Lurch because I'm yeah. pretty sure that that's the character's name, Lurch. Because yeah. Lurch is a is a freshman, right. and Lurch is not a tall guy. No, he's a little guy. And so when he was up on those, the first time I saw him on those stilts, I was really nervous, but he was wonderful. That was so fun. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah, job, he did Lurch. A phenomenal job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So now, anything you want to share? This is your opportunity. We're going to wrap it up soon. Um, anything you want to say, you want to tell us what's new, uh, point out something nice about each other, anything you want to share before we wrap up this episode? I would totally love to share gratitude. Um, it was my first year jumping into this whole wild ride of a musical, and I truly could not have had 
a better team to help teach me the ropes and help support me. Um, and Bonnie and Naomi, I can't uh, stress the importance enough of how grateful I am to have been able to work with the two of you and to hopefully continue to work with the two of you, if you'll have me again. Um, <laughs> because this has just been such, it's been a wonderful learning experience, but it's also helped to grow grow my passion for teaching so much more than I could have imagined. And I, it takes a village to put on a show, but it, man, oh man, was I lucky to have two very, very wonderful people help me learn how to even begin that process. So nothing but gratitude for the two of you and for you, Brett, thank you for letting us, you know, come on here and share our stories for a little bit. My pleasure. Yeah, this is one of those long pauses I can cut out. By the oh, way. Good. <laughs> but now that I made people laugh, I have to leave it in. So, I enjoyed working with Naomi and Sarah as well on the musical. Um, it, it it turned out fabulously. I I'm I couldn't I couldn't have been more happy. Two dedicated, compassionate people, and Brett, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Once again, my pleasure. <laughs> um, to sound, try to not sound like a parrot. Of course, uh, these two wonderful, wonderful humans. Um, so incredibly grateful. I mean, Bonnie's helped me out since day one in this district, um, and then I've I've already learned so much from Sarah in the last two years. Well, year and four months um, <laughs> that we've known each other. Um, just. All, all of the gratitude for you two wonderful human beings. Um, and as far as the show goes, I, there's so many more people that... Um, is, I, Southern Door is so unique um, with the number of community members um, that love and support our students and our shows. Um, I've done a lot of shows in a lot of places. I've never seen a community as involved in a production um, as they are here at Southern Door. Um, and if I try to name them all, I'm sure I will miss some, but a couple of the key players would be Josh, who runs our lighting sound, um, Adam, who helps him out with that, Bob and Sue are backstage helping the kids um, get costumes um, in the right places, props in the right places, um, sets on and off stage, um, chairs on and off stage. We had, um, let's see, Austin and uh, Mike building this amazing, amazing set. Um, uh, Kim and Kelly um, finding and creating all of the costumes. And they've been doing that for decades. Uh, Bob and Sue as well for decades. Um, and I know there's people that helped us out that um that i didn't mention but it's just this incredible community of people um so it yeah it's it's easy to look at the leadership and say yeah they do a great job but it's it's so beyond that yeah like sarah said it takes a village absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. and then some right and then some yeah so now that we're at the end, we get to my favorite part. Um, 
the part when I get to thank the educator. And this time I get three times the pleasure because <laughs> I get to thank three wonderful, extraordinary educators. Uh, Bonnie, first of all, thank you for your 37 years of incredible service. It doesn't matter where you are. There are children everywhere who have benefited from your love, your compassion, your knowledge, your wisdom, your beautiful piano playing, and your compassion, compassionate kindness. I mean, you couldn't even bring yourself to pick out one kid in the musical because you didn't want anyone else to feel bad. I'm pretty sure your <laughs> students aren't going to listen to this podcast, but thank you so much for being such a wonderful, kind person. And you're absolutely right. In the performing arts, there's a merging of voice and soul and self, and this is an essential part. So I hope there are many, many, many teachers who follow uh, you, maybe your former students. And Sarah, thank you so much for reminding us to stay in the present, for helping uh, people achieve their voice, whether it's in the musical or in your classroom or in your after-school activities and your extracurriculars other than musical. You are a wonderful person, a great teacher. Thank you for choosing Southern Door. And also it's wonderful when you said that a show is only as strong as the people. Well, a school and education is only as strong as the teachers and the teachers around you are grateful and thankful that you are there. And Naomi, a wonderful, wonderful, extraordinary band teacher. Thank you so much for reminding us that we need to stay passionate and remember why we're here. That's what this podcast is all about, that there's, there are benefits in being a teacher that don't show up in our paycheck, don't show up in our retirement, and certainly don't show up in respect from the community. And it has to do with why we chose to serve all students, all children. We love all children, no matter what. And if there are any three people who exemplify that together, it's the three of you and your wonderful work together on this musical and in this school. Thank you for building safe spaces, Naomi. And to you too, even though you've been here nine years, thank you for choosing Southern Door. I want to thank uh, Betty Dunn for helping create such an extraordinary teacher in Bonnie. Thank you, Andy Hacker, for inspiring Sarah and taking care of her when she needed it. And thank you, Christy Stingle, for being a wonderful mentor and a kind person so many years later for Naomi. This has definitely been my favorite episode so far. I thank bet you, you say that all. every episode. I don't. I haven't said it once yet. You can go back. Wow. You haven't, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the episodes, that's a good excuse. No, I've, t- I've been listening religiously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. This is fun. Having more people on the show is fun. I'm going to try and do it as soon as I can again. So thank you all very much. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thank Brett. you so much for thank having you, Brett. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Once again, my pleasure. It really was my pleasure, but so are all the other episodes because of so many wonderful guests. Thanks again to all of you for joining us and believing that all children are our children and that all kids deserve our intelligent compassion. Next time, I'll introduce you to Nikki Lazaretto, another extraordinary performing arts teacher who won a Golden Apple Award in 2022 as one of the top 10 teachers in the state of Illinois as a dance teacher. She won this award for the same reason her dance team won first in the national championship in 2014, because she cares about her kids and they know it, so they strive to do their best. To be honest, I didn't even know schools still have dance programs. I'm glad they do. Finally, now that we're into the new year, my resolution is to dedicate more time in order to learn more about Facebook. So if you haven't, 
please join the Teacher's Promise Facebook group and subscribe to this podcast through the podcast provider of your choice. And if you've already done that, please help me transform the Facebook group into something meaningful slowly. Advice is most welcome. As always, it's important that you remember to take care of yourself. So please find the time. See you next week.